It's time to have a frank and honest discussion about the People's Party of Canada. Maxime Bernier was in Toronto this week for a rally, and I take this from his Twitter post. He was at Young Dundas Square in downtown Toronto. Here is Maxime Bernier complaining about the Ford and Kenny governments and both in their adoption of vaccine passports. And we cannot trust these conservative governments here in Ontario and also in Alberta. These conservative governments are not fighting for us. They all want to impose a vaccine passport here in Ford and Kenny in Alberta and O'Toole in Canada. They all in the they are all in the same boat. They want to have more government control and we want to have more freedom. It is Maxime Bernier, and much of his attacks continue to be against the conservative governments, the provincial governments, and against Aaron O'Toole. This from the Toronto Star. At least 20% of Ontario PPC candidates have attended the often vitriolic protests where attendees push a kaleidoscope of conspiracies and vaccine misinformation. And according to the Toronto Star, 20% of Ontario PPC candidates going to those rallies that have been so much in the news over the campaign. This, though, from John Ibbotson in The Globe, columnist. Uh, Nonetheless, the People's Party of Canada is a legitimate political party that deserves representation. It reflects the views of almost 2 million voters. Suppressing the voices of those voters will only worsen their estrangement from the mainstream. To talk further about PPC and what it means for Canadian politics, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Barbara Perry, who is the director of of the Center on Hate, Bias, and Extremism at Ontario Tech University. Welcome. Thank you, Alan. Good afternoon. Has the rise, and I put that in quotes, uh, the rise of the PPC, at least in polling, is it changing Canadian politics? It seems to be. um, I mean, this is just a different campaign than we've seen previously, and PPC is just one part of that, I think. Um, but they're certainly, you know, I think pushing narratives that, uh, you know, have traditionally been very far uh, at the fringes and really have become much more mainstream, much more visible um, because of Bernier's presence and and, uh, his sort of vocal nature. And I think just the number of candidates that are running for the PPC uh, this year. So they were inserting those voices into the election. Much is being made about the possibility of conservative uh, voters, traditional conservative voters being siphoned off in an incredibly close campaign. Do you see the PPC as a a spoiler for the conservatives? Yeah, I've been having those conversations over the last couple of days with colleagues, in fact, and and I think especially now in Alberta, uh, where Kenny has finally succumbed uh, to public pressure and is now imposing essentially another lockdown. So that is going to inflame uh, Albertans, I think, uh, in particular. And I think a lot of of conservatives will go uh, now to the PPC. I think we're seeing a little bit of that in Ontario as well, for the same reason, because of what are perceived as, you know, government overreach on the part of the provincial conservatives here as well. Uh, So I think there is that opportunity, that that potential for splitting the vote there. Do do you see this... uh the rise of the PPC as a danger to Canadian democracy in any way? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a danger to uh, not so much democracy, I think, as 
to um, public discourse and civility. Uh, this is the latest in an escalation, a, a long trajectory now, you know, six years, five years, uh, trajectory of very uncivil speech in public places, not just online, which is where a lot of it was sort of restricted to uh, until the election. Now we're seeing it on the streets and, and, you know, for example, in front of our hospitals, which is just, the, uh, I think, one of the most heartless uh, and misplaced um, activities that these folks have engaged in. Um, so I think that that's the real risk of, uh, is, is that um, imposition of very negative narratives, of further, uh, more, even more divisive and polarizing narratives into popular uh, conversation. What's the future for the PPC? I mean, some are suggesting they might be able to get one seat, maybe not, but let, let's just game it out and say there are no seats, so no representation, but w- you know, we're back into a minority, a lot of people are predicting, so we could be going around this circus again in another two years. Well, I think there's two things that will keep the PPC active. I think the, the fact that it's likely to be a minority, excuse me, a minority government will be one of those things uh, because they'll, they'll, you know, think that they've actually had an impact. They'll feel like they've had an impact on this election, and uh, that will, I think, further embolden them. And, you know, we're, we're nowhere close to seeing the end of COVID, so I suspect that more restrictions are probably in store for us. And that is going to be something else that will be a target for them and will be, uh, you know, a space for them to continue to engage in these kinds of protests. So um, I don't think uh, even if they don't get any seats, if they only get one seat, I don't think that is going to be uh, something that will silence them or that will close them down. Dr. Perry, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. Thank you. It is Barbara Perry. is a professor and director of the Center on Hate, Bias, and Extremism at Ontario Tech University. This is Global News Radio.